In the 2016 film *The Arrival*, linguist Luis Banks and a crackjack team of scientists, physicists, and biologists race against the clock to figure out why a group of 12 alien spacecraft have landed on our planet. The aliens are called heptapods. They communicate with human beings via circular symbols, which consist of sequences. Of characters that read the same backward as forward. Central to the film's plot is the notion that words have the power to shape our perception of the world and even time itself. The main character gradually discovers that the alien's language is not linear in its construction, like ours. To write or speak their language requires that one know the end result of one's thought. Before one writes or says anything, to illustrate this, imagine being able to say everything you wanted to say in just one word. For the heptapods, past, present, and future are all the same. Now, as weird as it might sound, it wouldn't be too much of a stretch, I think, to compare the heptapods with the prophets of the Old Testament. For the Israelites. These strange men who lived in caves, who probably bathed left less often than most, and spoke and acted in ways that were often confusing, they were indeed alien-like in every respect. They spoke the language of the Word of God, which, in the manner of prophecy, might concern the past or the present, or perhaps something near or far in the future. Similar to a non-temporal form of communication, the words of the prophetic books transcend their literal sense, because the Holy Spirit gives them a surplus meaning that has significance for all time and all men. Like the heptapods' language, which reads the same backwards and forwards, so too does God's revelation in both the Old and New Testaments. This is because all the scriptures find their ultimate fulfillment in Jesus Christ. Human beings think linearly; we think in segments and parts, piecing together words to form sentences, which then communicate ideas and theories. God, on the other hand, speaks one word—that word which was in the beginning, which He has given us through the incarnation. The partial revelations of the prophets and patriarchs, because their origin and inspiration are the same, point towards the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. In other words, the past is not defined as a linear series of events, but a key for interpreting God's saving action in the present and future. This, after all, is the reason the Church chooses to read the prophets more frequently during Advent than in other seasons. The books of the Old Testament are not simply historical documents enshrined within the sacred scriptures; they are the living and penetrative Word of God. So, in today's Gospel, when Luke introduces us to the figure of John the Baptist, it is not in significance that he does so. With the words of the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one crying out in the desert, "Prepare the way of the Lord." 
The implication is that Israel's Messiah, whom John is pointing to, can only be identified as the one who fulfills the Old Testament prophecies. The Gospels, indeed all the New Testament, remind us that the Christian faith is not about a mythological God or a philosophy, but is founded in actual events that took place even centuries before the Incarnation. St. Gregory the Great, in his homilies on Ezekiel, confirms this truth. He says, and I quote, What the Old Testament promised, the New Testament made visible. What the former announces in a hidden way, the latter openly proclaims as present. Therefore, the Old Testament is a prophecy of the New Testament, and the best commentary on the Old Testament is the New Testament. End quote. Reading and interpreting the scriptures as a whole corpus reflects the goal to which all of us are progressing, that is, our attaining to the knowledge and understanding of the one word, Jesus Christ. And this brings us to a final and the most important point I want to make. If the word of God is not limited to the mere letter of the scriptures, then to understand their relevance for our lives now, it is necessary to progress from the literal meaning of the text to its Christological or Christ-centered interpretation. In other words, how and what is God speaking to me now through his Son, Jesus Christ? When God communicates to us in his word, calling us to conversion, will we then respond through love? Let us take John the Baptist's admonition to heart. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand.